0: Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the Empire Self Podcast. I am your host, Mark A. Turnipseed, and it is just an absolute honor to be here today, an absolute honor to be alive, an absolute honor to wake up from a dream into something that seems like such a beautiful and breathtaking reality. Y'all, Isn't this life like just if we take away all the drama, if we take away all the noise, if we take away all the confusion, isn't this life just really freaking cool? I mean, I mean, just think about it for just one second. If you just imagine how much of a beautiful miracle the whole orchestra is. That is leading to the climax of the morning in which your endorphins, your hormones are resonating with the actual movement of the earth and the stars and the sun and it is bringing you back to life. And in that moment, you take a breath and it's almost like you've come back to life. I mean, I don't know about you, but the first dawning waking moment of life is just one of the most magical things I can think of. And it wasn't always that way for me. The first dawning moment of most of my days historically, let's see, I'm 36 years old. So most of my days historically, the dawning moment, it was filled with dread. It was filled with dread that, that there was no way that I was going to be able to, to, to face the challenges that were coming from the day. And that, that was from all sorts of reasons, you know? I mean, I just didn't think that much about myself. But in five years, I've come to a place where now I really do trust myself. I've come to a place by, by practicing, you know, the things that I practice by learning from the people who are around me at just the perfect time, really, I mean, about five years ago, I just started to take everything from people who said things like, if I can do it, you can too, you know? And, I, I, and if, you, if you really listen, if you really listen, you can hear people saying that all the way from the very tip top. I guarantee you, if you were able to really, really, if you were able to sit down with Elon Musk, he would tell you the exact same thing. If I did it, you can too. And that is the truth. None of us have any more right in this world, right, than anyone else. But I will tell you that there is that self-limiting belief, though, that that just comes and I didn't know what to do about it for such a long time. I really didn't. I really didn't. I really didn't because I didn't realize that it was really a choice, right? I didn't realize that there, that within that moment, right when I wake up, when I start to entertain the dread that's in my head, that right there in that exact moment was a very divine choice because that first breath that I take... And upon that exhale, I have a chance to either try to hold on to everything and all my fears and all my woes, or I have a choice to let go, to let them go and say, here I am showing up today (sighs) and just breathe it out. And then that moment when I breathe out, that's when I flip my legs over my bed. Okay. Sometimes I I don't press snooze anymore, but sometimes I don't flip my legs over the bed on that first breath. Sometimes I hold that and I go deeper into that breath all the way down to the very base of it. And then I rest at the end of my breath and then I bring another full one all the way in. Now, what this does is this allows me to start getting in concert with my breath And y'all, I don't know if you know this, if you recognize this, but when you're in concert with your breath, then you're also in concert with this miraculous thing that we often don't really pay attention to, but it's time. And if we're able to get in concert with time, then all of a sudden, I don't know if it's all of a sudden, but if we're able to get in concert with time, then eventually, you'll be able to step out of time. In essence, you won't be able to time travel necessarily, but you'll be able to get stuck out of that flow of time. And here's what I'm talking about. When I wake up sometimes, I wake up in that first breath, there's a catalyst of stress and cortisol. Cortisol is what actually wakes you up. There's a catalyst of cortisol that floods through my, my bones and my blood, and I hit the ground running, and I, I'll find myself 10, 15 minutes into my morning routine stressing. I feel like every cell in my body is under duress, and it's just like, oh, oh, no, I'm freaking out. I can't make it to my next thing. It will be 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm still worried that I'm not going to have enough time to have my coffee, to do my devotionals to think about my day, to respond to emails, to go to the gym before I want to take care of the work that I have to do for the day or before I have calls or meetings that I have to do. I'm already at 4 o'clock in the morning becoming disassociated from the security that time actually has to offer me. Now, if I continue to try to fight against that time and against that flow then my morning i just feel like a pinball i feel like i'm bouncing around from wall to wall <laughs> from little flapper to flapper just getting hit and being like i I'll, all i want to do is just just run through everything and i end up missing so much wonder that is in this life when I am just going after my own rhythm. Might that Does that make sense? It's like I wake up and I've got this cortisol rhythm, and then I, I choose in that moment, instead of giving up to the universe time and giving up to the universe goodness and giving up to the miracle that is the universe, I try to I try to make my own. I try to make my own time. I try to make my own universe. I try to make it all like it's going to work out perfectly for me. Now, this type of concept, you may find it interesting that it's coming out on a podcast called Empire Self. It does seem like the title of this podcast would be all about resurrecting yourself. Me, 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 me. I don't know about you, but an empire has never been about me. When they do become about me, then we see them collapse. When they do become about that one person or that one ruler, we do see them collapse. We see that with Alexander the Great, for instance. You know, We see that in every sort of great empire that's ever ruled this world. Whenever it becomes just about that one person, whenever it becomes just about that one empire, really, it, it, it just all starts collapsing. So that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast of Empire Self is about creating a place inside of yourself of which you have security, of which you are comfortable, of which you can depend on, but not only you, a place where other people can depend on. Now, if you are waking up every morning like I was, where I wake up and I'm rushing about my day making my time how am I going to be a dependable to other people? Because you simply just can't. You simply just can't pull other people into your time. Now, there may be the chance that some of those other people are on your time. They have your same rhythm. They beat to the same beat. And you guys can get lost in your crazy drama and running around and being all stressed together. And sometimes people think that's like love or great friendship, right? But the issue there is that it's really just creating another reality. It's really creating just like another tribe, right? And there's, there's, there's definitely some beauty in that, and there's definitely some time to do that. But today, I'm talking more so about getting away from that. Because in getting away from that, then you're going to be able to find your solace. You're going to be able to find your peace and your stress reduction is going to increase. And the good thing about knowing how to do this, too, is that my my rhythm, my rhythm rhythm is a very important thing for me to consider because there are times in my life when I'm going to have to go, all right, world time, tick, 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 all right, world time, I'm going to have to move a little faster right now because these other chemicals in me are telling me it's time to go fast. There's a, there's a lion chasing me, for instance. And then it's time to move fast, to move through time and go as fast as I can and survive. Now, that's not always the case. And I don't know about you, but if you're running for survival, how often are you able to notice anything beautiful? And when you're running for survival... How often are you going to fall on a thought of gratitude? I mean, I don't know about you, but man, when I am running through my day just trying to survive, like, oh, I don't think of anything that I'm thankful for. I don't think, I, all, all I do is, is start thinking of the things that are propelling me to run faster. The things that I think are destroying my life and the things that I think are, going to kill me basically right and those can be even just little dramatic things they could just be killing my good mood right so let's not let's not dive this all the way into the extreme that these are all big grand things that I'm that I'm running from these are little itty bitty things these are things like doing the last dish in my dishes because I'm running out of time and I'm not able to finish it like not just taking a deep breath and doing it those little itty bitty things are actually the things that I'm more so talking about because it's it's those little things that if I'm able to if I'm able to spend my morning like concentrating on on getting everything done with with integrity. That's that's basically it. And that with integrity simply means that if I'm washing this dish, right, then I'm actually here with this dish and I'm actually paying attention to each stroke, and I'm actually going to do it to completion because I am paying attention to each stroke. To me, that's what integrity is. Now, integrity for me is easy to comprehend if I can put a life into that little plate. So if I kind of like meditate while working this plate, While working the suds around this plate, then what I do is I go, okay, imagine this plate as being a plate with needs, a plate with a heartbeat, a plate with feelings. This plate is going to want me to fully give it all of the love and all of the care that it needs. And if I'm all of a sudden just crazy and in my own time and I'm not present, how am I going to be giving this plate all the love and the care that it needs? And when I came to this reality, I started to look at everything in my life as such. I looked at it all and I go, oh my goodness, every relationship, every issue that I had ever had seemed to be related to this. Not, it's not the cause of every issue, but why every issue continues to fester Seems to be related to this. So would there be a technique for me that I would be able to always depend on to find my my peace to, to dial me back into this, into this rest, into this time, into this space where I'm not so flustered and rushing about and trying to, to make my next appointment? And I started to recognize that here, here, was a, here was a very, very crucial thing that I recognized. I remember, I remember going to a training episode, and I was in a rush to get to the run or the biking, whatever it was. It was either run, bike, or swim that I was trying to get to. And I was rushing so hard. I was so stressed. I think I was stressed all day just trying to get to this training session so I could complete it. And I'm so stressed that when I get to the training session, I now have lost all my energy. Now, I don't know if you guys can see the analogy in that, but for me, the analogy in that was really quite profound. I always thought that stressing and project and and really pushing my time, like, you know, rushing about in traffic, being first, like, you know, just running through my house and be like, I'll take care of that later. I'll do that later. I'll do this later. That that was actually really holding me back from the thing that I was rushing to get to in the first place. So for instance, if I spend my morning rushing about and then I make it to the gym after rushing about, I've lost a lot of the energy that I would be able to put into my training episode, into my training session. And if that's the case, I mean, think about how many other little tasks throughout your life. I mean, I can think of millions of them. I stress to, to get through my, my laundry. <laughs> right? Who doesn't stress to get through their laundry? I mean, maybe you just really enjoy taking your time folding clothes. I don't. When I'm folding my clothes, I like to think about the next thing that I'm doing. And at that moment, I start stressing while I'm folding my clothes. I start not having straight lines. I start throwing them in wrong places. I I find underwear, for instance, underneath all my clothes and I've been looking for that underwear for like 6 weeks. And it's because at some point I got all stressed, I got all in a hurry, and I wasn't taking care of business. I was too concerned about what was next. And I guarantee you that that stress, that duress that I was under while I was stressing about what was coming up next, all of that stuff was going to compound into the next thing that I did. So the next thing that I did after laundry, it may be cooking. Or it may be driving. So what if I'm stressed when I'm doing my laundry and I've been stressed all day and then I hop in the car and I keep that stress and I keep that urgency to be inside of my time zone and not anyone else's, to be inside of my time zone? What what happens there? Well, I'm continually wearing myself out and I'm wearing myself thin. And ultimately, I started to recognize that when I wear myself thin... I am just not myself. And if I'm just not myself, then I don't have my greatest gift to give to this world, which is myself. It's the love that I have in my heart for you and for myself and for my God. That's simply the greatest thing that I have. From that springs the wealth of all sorts of life knowledge, relationships, hard work everything like that. Now, but if I enter into a situation where I'm not myself and I can't bring my best self to the platter, I, I almost started to say, what's the point? You know, what's the point if I go to this thing and I'm just not myself? That may not be the case for everyone. I don't think everyone's as, quite as sensitive as I, but if I start to feel just like a little bit hungry, I mean, I'm not, I don't have to be starving. I'm talking about just a little bit hungry. Then watch out. (laughs) I can't, I don't know why it comes and I am not fully myself. So what I do is I carry around pocket nuts. (laughs) Yeah. I love the name. I carry around pocket nuts and I carry around pocket cheese. (laughs) I know it's so gross. It's so awesome, I love it. Next thing is gonna be pocket fish. I'm gonna start carrying around little little pocket sardines or pocket anchovies. (laughs) Mix it with my pocket cheese. But anyway, I carry around this 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 pocket food because I know that I'm going to have. I know that sometimes I'm going to have to put a little bit in my mouth so that I can be my best self at this next whatever it is that I'm going to. But I started to notice the food thing was related to the to energy thing, right? Because what is food? Food is really just energy. I started noticing it first with the energetic uh, aspect of stress and anxiety and then going into situations. So if I'm stressed and I'm anxious and I'm going into a test, I'm not going to do as good on the test than if I wasn't stressed. So in that sense, what's the point in stressing before the test? Right, I just started to find that there was absolutely no reason in stressing before the test. And what's the point in waking up and having the first five seconds stressing about what I'm going to do to get to the gym or to get to my next breath? Honestly, that's that's basically what it is when I start stressing first thing in the morning. There's nothing to stress about yet. It's like Sometimes I wake up at three thirty, most times it's about four a m and the first breath that I take, I have a choice. I have a choice, and if I don't succeed on that first breath, then I have another choice. <laughs> Isn't that just a miracle? If I don't succeed to calm myself down on my first breath, my second breath, I now have the same exact choice that I had. On my first breath. And if I don't succeed there, I still have the same exact choice as my first breath. I can always, always, every single time without fail, I can empty my breath and I can refill it without stress. I can empty my breath and lose all of my stress. Literally, when you die, you lose your breath. You can do this in waking life, everyone. You can literally leave everything. It takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of time and, and, and diligence in, in using this. But you can literally empty out the breath of your lungs and leave everything behind just like that and then refill it, refill your life with the breath of life and love any time that you want. Any time that you are too stressed, and as I said, if it doesn't work the first breath, do it another time. If it doesn't work the second breath, do it again. Keep doing it until you feel yourself. You can, I can personally deeply feel myself on. Uh, I I would love to take like. Um, some electrodes and put them throughout my body, maybe do some body temperature assessments as well and and really kind of see because what I feel happens is that when I take that breath out, and I've seen this with my heartbeat, right? When I take that breath out, my heartbeat will decrease. It'll be beating at maybe 60 beats a minute, right? And then all of a sudden when I'm breathing out, it'll go down to 55, Okay. Now if I'm doing a deep deep meditation, then my heart rate will be right about like 35, 36. I've seen it drop all the way down to 19 beats a minute. Do you believe it? I almost don't. But I did see it. I did see it happen on my watch. And I am just I'm I'm dumbfounded by the ability of my body to actually take control of situations like that because man, for a long time, I didn't think that that type of thing wasn't, a, was a choice. Instead, I thought that type of thing was a, was a, um, a weakness that I just had that my, I was too stressed. I was too sensitive. And the minute I woke up, I was just going to be stressed and filled with dread and anxiety. And that's just the way that my lot in life fell. Huh? <sighs> Oh, thank God that was not the case because, man, I couldn't go another 30 years like that. I went I went 30 years (laughs) like that. And then when I had that awakening that, man, you know what, if I stress about this right now, that I'm not going to be as fit when I get to the test. It, It was actually, you know, when I really started recognizing this was when I was going to real estate school and it was my first, mm, let's see, it was my second professional certification program out of college. In college, I never really looked at that principle whatsoever. But my, my, when I did my real estate school, it was my second program out of, out of college. Oh well, actually, maybe it was my first one, but anyway, I I started doing the 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 schooling, the class, everything was great, and then I went to go take the the test, and I remember that I remember the test. I passed it, but I do remember thinking within that test, it was a really stressful morning to get down there. It was uh, like an hour and a half from Pablo. It was Pablo, Pablo. Colorado. And I lived in Colorado Springs, Colorado at the time. And I had to drive down to Pueblo and it was like an hour, maybe 45 minutes, but I just had a brand new baby too, a brand new newborn baby. And just, man, life was just, life was pretty stressful at that time. But I remember not, I remember not being able to pay attention to the moments before leaving for the exam. And I remember like rushing around, trying to make breakfast, trying to, you know, make everybody's day where it was going to be the way I thought that their day should be while I was doing my test. Right. And in order to, to do that and to create that, I had to be on my own time to make it happen. <sighs> what an illusion, right? That we think that, look, This is my family. These are my, these are my, this is my, my kid, my wife, like she's, they both need to have the life that I think that they need to have today so that I can actually be happy. What's so that I can actually be doing well in my test. How curious that is. Now, I know that everyone doesn't think that way, but it's a really fairly narcissistic way of living life, right? Is that, is that, wait, I want their life to be perfect so that I can feel good about mine, right? I mean, how many people out there, how many dads, how many mothers are like that with their kids? I need their life to be good so that my life can be good. And then how many times do we... Neglect ourselves to create a good life for somebody who is going to have a good life with or without us. Like God has given them a good life. They don't actually need us to have a good life. They don't need us to have a good day. We don't have to do anything for them to have the most beautiful life ever. I could take my last breath while I'm making this pot of eggs trying to get to my real estate class and my wife and my kid can still have the greatest day ever. Well, they might have some some struggle, some sadness, but that may be it may end up being one of their best days ever. Who's to say? Who's to say that the greatest thing in their life was when their father passed away having eggs. I mean, come on now. You can't actually tell me that, that that's not the case. But when I'm making the eggs, When I'm making the eggs, I sure think that the one thing that's going to make their day good is when I set it up before I leave for my real estate exam, when I spend the time, when I work so hard that I set it up perfectly for them, that's going to make their day perfect. Unfortunately, what ends up happening is a mad father frustrating a now mad nursing mother and now you got a cray- crying baby and now you're trying to shove them all in the car to go down to pueblo to take you to a uh, <laughs> a test and there now you're headed to a test and since i have now spent my entire morning frustrated trying to make their day perfect falling short because i can't do that only one can Now, I'm not going to be as present during my exam as I could be. And my might not even pass. And in fact, their days might even be worse. Because now they're both stressed. One's still crying. And one, she might just set me off in Pueblo and keep on driving all the way down to to Mexico City for all I know. Right? So do you see? Do you see now where where I'm getting at that... It may be advantageous instead of instead of looking at your life as this set of I've got to go, I've got to go, I've got to go, I've got to get this done, I've got to get this done, I've got to do this, I gotta do this, and being inside of your time, if you if you simply recognize this as a choice, if you recognize this stress as a choice, if you recognize this moment as a choice, okay, I am either going to go all in, all in Mark's might, or I'm going to go all in God's light? I really liked that. I just came up with that, and I really like that. Am I going to go all in Mark's might, or am I going to go all in God's light? That is going to be my question that I'm going to leave with you today, because I think that it's so profound, because I really do believe as I went through those times, that was the choice that I ended up coming to. Am I going to go with Mark's might? Am I going to go with Mark's might? Or am I going to go with God's light? The thing about Mark's might that you have to notice, that I had to notice before I would ever able to apply this concept to my mind, was that whether I am here or not, Everything goes on just as it's supposed to. Whether I'm here or not, this day, my wife and my baby will be just fine. Whether I go on or not, this day, the sun will rise again. People will smile, people will laugh, and people will die. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, This world is going to go on. Then I start to recognize, wait, what on earth am I doing relying on my might and my time when I have something so much greater, a machine, a universe that is so much greater, so much more grand and so much more powerful. And If I tap into that time and that power, I can guarantee you I can do so much more than tapping into Mark's might. So I'm going to continue to choose to light my empire of self with God's light rather than festering in the flood of confusion and frustration that occurs when I depend on Mark's might. And I hope you might take the same path too while you're developing your empire self. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Once again, this is Mark Turnipseed at Empire Self Podcast. And if you appreciate what you heard today and would like to hear this message spoken to more people and more hope given to more generations, then please go on and go on to the little button right beneath this podcast where you're going to be able to support the podcast and its productions and its upgrades to technology and some of my time that it takes to produce all of this stuff. So I love you guys so much. This is my absolute honor and my absolute passion. I really hope that you got something out of this message. So go out there today, shine that empire of self light, radiate it so that you feel strong, so that others see you as a guidepost of light and hope and inspiration. And let's blow this thing up. Let's have some fun with this. Let's enjoy this life. Let's enjoy this life that we're giving and stop trying to hurt and stress and screw it all up. (laughs) All right, everybody. I am over and out. Have a happy, happy Monday.